driving home from that meeting, I remember calling my dad and I was in such a bad way because I felt like it was the end of everything. That guy said no to me that day. And my mission then was to show him how good I was. You don't want the easy route. How can you just sell straight through? You need ups and downs, that's life. Hello and welcome back to the NatWest Business Show. Now I'm your host, Angelica Bell, and I cannot wait to get into today's episode. That's because we are joined by Tommy Mallet. Now you may know Tommy from your TV screens as a former TOWIE favourite, but since then he has turned his attention to the footwear and fashion industry where he has made strides with his brand Mallet London. Now the brand can only be found in some of the biggest retailers across the globe, but also in the wardrobes of A-list celebrities thanks to its minimal yet bold aesthetic. Now, if you're thinking about turning a passion into a profitable business, listen up. Welcome, Tommy. Thank you so much for being Thanks here. Thanks for having me. No problem. Sounds weird when someone explains you like that. When you hear about you yeah. and what you've achieved? Yeah, I like it. It was nice. Thank you. No, not at all. <laughs> but sometimes you have to hear it to realise exactly the, what you've done yeah, yeah, and yeah. the impact it's made. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. It's, it's when someone announces you like that, I ain't really used to it. I forget about a lot of them things. Yeah, yeah. Because you're yeah. in it. I'm in it. Living in it. Living it. Living the dream. But listen, I want to talk about your story in a lot of detail. But first up, I need a business confession. Okay, something that has been a failure for you and you've turned it around and it's been genius. So what is your confession you've got for us today? God, um, do you know when you say failures, every win I've ever come, I've ever had has come from a loss, so... I'm going to think, yeah, because I've got this new thing now where instead of me just answering straight away, I give myself time to think about my answers, yeah? Mm. I never used to do that. I used to just go boom. So why have you changed that then? Just a few different life changes that I've made along the way. But for me, it was taking the nose personally. That was definitely the main one. Um, that was a time in my career, my early career, where I wanted to start making retail. And I got told I had to go and see an agent. And when I went and see this agent, the agent basically said that the brand wasn't going to go anywhere. He weren't interested. He had better brands. I didn't know how to design. And it was basically just a lost cause. And driving home from, it was in Manchester, driving home from that meeting, I remember calling my dad and I was in such a bad way because I felt like it was the end of everything. And if only I knew back then what I know now, that... It would just been been made things so much easier for me. But what I'd done was I basically, I took all the no's that I've had in my life, all of them, and I built it into a yes. And I like built a mountain with it so I can stand at the top and show everyone. And it was that sort of thing where that guy said no to me that day. And my mission then was to show him how good I was. And I weren't good then. I was useless back then. I'd, and me saying that, I was just very confident, but I had no idea what I was doing. I was rushing into things. I had no patience. I didn't understand fashion, but I just knew I was going to do something. I took that no so personally that day, I got obsessed with it. And it was I said, I will not stop until this guy calls me and says to me, I want to work with you. And I told him when I left there that I was going to outshine every brand that he worked with within six months. I'd done it in about two um, and I told him it was going to be one of the biggest regrets that he's ever made in business. Has he rang you? Thousands of times. And if I would have left there and understood, think, oh, look, I was a kid then, I was 23, but how personal I took that and how much it hurt me, I could have saved myself a lot of like misery. But also, 
I'm thankful that I've got that mentality where I didn't give in. And I was like, all right, I'm going to say no to me. I'm sick of getting told I'm useless by everyone. But if he hadn't have said no to you, do you yeah. think you'd be where you are now? I'd, I'd always be where I am today. I'm meant to be where I am today. There's no, there's no fluke here. I'm, I'm meant to be where exactly where I am today. Everything I've done along the way is meant to be. And everything that when I'm in the moment, I'm thinking how, how bad life is or how tough it's getting, I'd never be where I am today if I didn't have them, them challenges. And I'd never be able to inspire off the back of it. So this lifestyle that I've lived and all this madness over the last 10 years was meant for me. So I would have been exactly where I was today. I don't know if it would have been easier or harder. I'm not too sure. I don't really look back and dwell on things. But yeah, I'm thankful for that day from him because mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a big part of my story. And if you feel like you're going to start a business and you're going to go out and you're actually going to start building something, you don't want the easy route. Because if you want to write a book or make a film in it in the coming years, it's going to be boring. How can you just sell straight through? You need ups and downs. That's life. You need to feel the good with the bad. You need to put them together. Has his self-belief grown since you started? Yeah. I never, had, I never had any belief when I was a kid because of my um, ADHD, which I was undiagnosed. Um, and I thought I was dyslexic. And I had a lot of times being told I was useless. And I feel like the generation before us is a little bit of a negative generation, especially where I come from. Um, it's the generation like their family was the generation in the war. So they was brought up with nothing. So it was all about just going to school, getting grades, getting a job, sticking at it, getting a mortgage. And because I didn't have like the, the basics to be able to do that sort of thing, I feel like my family didn't feel like I was going to go anywhere. And I was very easily influenced. I could probably have went down the wrong road. So... I never had no self-belief, um, but I just knew that I was going somewhere. I didn't have a belief in my capability for things because I've done everything wrong. So if you teach me something, I have to learn it my own way because I'm ADHD. So if you tell me how to do something, I won't be able to do it. But I'll learn how to do it and I'll probably be better at most people, but it'll take longer. Um, but that drive, I knew I was going to be successful. I knew I'd be a millionaire before I was 30. There weren't one day after the age of nine, I don't think that I didn't, I never ever put myself in any other category than that. Just knew that I was going to, it was, it was set in stone. Well, this guy said that you were useless at design. Well, obviously he was very, very wrong. Yeah. Um, and we now know Mallet London is so successful. Yeah. So let's talk about the story behind it. And after that conversation, how you went about to get the business you have now. I wouldn't say that I'm the best designer because there's, I'm a creator. Mm -hmm. I can create companies and I can create brands. There's so many people better than me out there that can design. Um, I was lucky as well because I got given a platform to be able to show my capabilities. But Was that Towie? Towie gave me a platform for people to know I was. I mm -hmm. think I had 250,000 followers when I started the brand. Probably a bit less actually. But for me, Mallet become big when I realised that I never had nothing else to do. I started Mallet and I had all these ambitions and I thought it was going to be easy. And when I realised it weren't going to be easy and then looked back and went, whoa, well, we owe some money on this stock here. My family ain't got no money, so I better make sure I'll get that money. Yeah, there ain't no two ways about it. And I'm on the show and there's no work coming in. So I ain't got any other choice than to make this. And when you get in that, that space, that and a little bit of self-belief, you're untouchable. Okay, so Mallet London... The business model for it was to make ex exclusive yeah. trainers and fashion yeah. 
but still be affordable, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. why did you think that would work? I used to spend a lot of time in luxury stores, um, especially going in there and like window shopping. And as I've grown older, I wanted things which I couldn't afford. And seeing people wearing these luxury brands, I just used to think there was nothing in between luxuries and sports. So I want to feel as good as they do, but I ain't got the money to make me get there. So basically didn't compromise quality. Um, same sort of feelings, just a better price point. And I spent a lot of time in department stores looking at kids shopping with their mums, whether it was going to buy a birthday or a Christmas present. And I used to see a lot of people leaving without anything, especially like the, the main retailers. And I remember actually doing that with my mum. Um, so I wanted to make something that could make an experience, you know, like make someone feel good. That they went to that luxury retailer and they bought something out of there and they feel luxurious about themselves, but without compromising the quality. Right. And that's that's how it was born. It was as simple as that. It's like, I always say, so for me to go forward in my life, I look back sometimes and it's only to go back to my childhood to see what I was missing and what I can do to fix, to make it better for other people. And that was my first thing to change was definitely that. My duty now, to make something that's as good as that, but for cheaper. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm not going to run it like a normal business. I'm going to keep my outlays done. I'm not going to worry about margin as much as everyone else does. And I'm going to focus on selling units. And that was it. It went from there. And because it was my first business, you can imagine the mistakes that happened along the way. A lot of it just ended up happening. You'd make a mistake, you'd correct it. And so then, what mistake? What mistake? You know, anything. For example, a shoe would turn up and it would have the wrong sole on it. And then it would end up being the bestseller because we didn't have time to change it. So you'd still sell it even I'd if it still, was... I, You don't got no choice. When you're, in, when you're just working like that, it would be that sole was supposed to be on that, but it's, it's coming. It's like a hybrid. It ends up being your bestseller. But then you get knockbacks like you go to Paris to Fashion Week to become a global brand and no one picks up your brand. It's like, it's just ups and downs constantly, but you learn from every ups and downs. If it's straightforward, it becomes boring. When I've really, really become successful and started absolutely killing it, big figures, big turnovers, like big profits, it weren't fun for me no more. It became boring, the chase had gone. It was like, I give everything to build this thing but then sort of run itself. And I was like, well, what's next? The money's all right. It's good. I feel feel lovely because if anything happens to my family, we're all good. We're set. But what about that part when we used to run around to factories? What about when we used to go and be ringing people's phones down for them to look at stuff? I missed all that part of it. So you had a lot of the chase. There were downsides, ringing, convincing people, but then it just took off. Okay, now the footwear industry, we all know, is a hard one. It's a tough nut to crack, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Why didn't it phase you? Because I feel like anything's possible. So this just comes to this self-belief. You're like, this is my idea and I'm just going to go for it. I don't care about other brands, how big they are, whether they're global. I want to do this. And also, I think it came from a genuine place. You were like, I want to create something amazing, but let those people that come into these big department stores have options. I want people to feel good. And if you're doing something for the people and it ain't based off money, it's for actually for the people, it makes it a lot easier to do. And... The, the mindset is a very, 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 very strong part of why this happens. You've got to be a very, I could say crazy, you've got to be a, one of them characters to keep getting told no, but to keep going. So many people can do that. 
it's very, very hard to keep getting knockbacks, but keep going. And it's very hard to still want to operate and strive when there's so much doubt against you. Yeah. And also, in some ways, having that platform, which you talked about, you know, being known, can have its pluses mm. and its minuses. And obviously, you're a well-known personality, but that doesn't, you know, guarantee success, does it? Because no. we know so many people who are well-known who've launched things and they've, they've bombed, haven't they? Yeah, I think... Um, it made it a lot harder, but then also inspired me a lot more because I remember back in the day on social media, there used to be a lot of negativity when I was launching. Why does he think he can charge them prices? Why does he do this? He's from Towie. He's a reality TV star. And I just uh, think, it used to really annoy me actually because I used to think, how's people actually just not even giving me a chance to go and do this? And then boom, will I am warm. And he How warned, did you get him to wear them? Um, from a fam, like... I call her family, but Vivian, it was a stylist that I come across and she was just become like family to me. And she was with I Am Stylist and all of them used to like the brand. But then we got the front shot for the advert for The Voice and it weren't based on him. It was just his feet walking. You know, like just once you start getting momentum and you start believing yourself more and more and more, it just starts happening. So social media was helped you? Um, yeah, social media... I feel like it was a very positive part of my career having social media. Um, not so much from the branding part, but for myself, because I kept it real on there. I kept it real where I come from. I didn't try and say that I come from a rich background. You, I'm, you see who I hung around with. I weren't hanging around with many people off TV. I was going back to where I come from. I was all about talking about my morals and I put that in with a brand. So I was like, look, I'm going to have a shot making a company. I didn't make it where I was being flash and going, I'm going to smash this. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to go and make a company here. And I just let everyone see there step by step. So people feel like they've basically, from the start, they've seen me grow as a person. Right, now, Tommy, mm. we've got a little section of the show called Trending Takes. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to post some contentious statements based on what our team have found online. What does that mean? So just like... You Contentious, know, what's that mean? Things that, you know, I'm gonna, I'll give you some statements and you're going to say, mm, whether you agree or not. Oh, sweet. All right then. Yeah. Let me set up this one. Step one of creating a business, write your business plan. Make a vision board. And do you think that visualising allows you to see it? Yeah, well, you just feel like you've already got it. Um, for someone that can read and write perfectly, business plan's good. I don't have the capacity to be able to do that. So mine's vision. Yeah, I suppose so. If anything, to remind you daily what, what you're doing is good. So also do something that works for you. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no rules here. So if, if you have to put a picture in the ceiling, so when you wake up in the morning, you see it. Do it. And it reminds you, do it. 100%. Yeah, you've got to work for your own, your own for, for you. Don't, some things work for other people. It's always good to have a plan. I never had a plan. I had a vision. Never had a plan. I knew I was getting there. I didn't know how I was getting there. And that was where the fun was. So, yeah, if you want to do it boringly, yeah, make your business plan. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, trending take number two. Hard work trumps all other business skills. Hard work beats talent when talent don't work. No. I feel like you need to have both. Don't just think that you can just go and work on something and just work. Do you know what I'm saying? So hard work and business skills. You need both. However that, however form that takes. Yes, I know I can really work hard. Just all of, everyone that works with me works hard. So I don't really have the answer for it. But yeah, you have to have a mix of both. You have to be able to, 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 to make it, you have to be able to adapt. 
but work hard as well. Lots of interesting angles there, Tommy. Yeah, because I don't really have the answer for it because I find it really hard to no, express myself on these sort of things. No, but it's it's your opinion and it's from your experience. No, no it is. I want to be respectful to people that work hard as well, you know what I mean? People out there working that don't have the opportunity to go and get it. Don't mm. mean that... Yeah. Um, work hard, make a plan, vision, whatever it takes, and then go and get it. Thanks, Tommy. And those were our trending takes. And if you're watching this episode and you've got any comments on what we've just talked about, just put them in the comments below. We'd love to hear what you think. Now, you took quite a brave decision to open up physical locations. And yeah. I know a lot of businesses, you know, that's a dream, isn't it? Yeah. And sometimes they might even have the collateral, but they're like, no, 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 I don't want to, you know, it's a big, big gamble. Why did you feel that it was the right thing for you to do in your business? Well, I thought about it at 11 o'clock on Tuesday morning and I had it done by 7.30 Tuesday afternoon. So I didn't really have much thought, to be fair. You can't let the <laughs> grass go under your feet, man. It's How did you do that? Yeah. Turn around quickly. <laughs> People need a meeting to have a meeting, yeah? Right. For me, I don't, I'd cut all of that out. So how do you find premises? How what? You just got to go and find it. You ring people. Have you got anything available? Uh, there's something there. And I was viewed the store and took the store that night. Just You make contacts, don't you? You make contacts and you go out and look for it. And you you look at the numbers after. You go view, see your vision, see how you feel when you get in there and make it happen. And <laughs> I had people that was relying on me, so I had to make it happen. But you can see how some people listening now would be like, oh my goodness, that yeah. is so scary. Not if you believe in yourself, no. Why? What's the worst thing that can happen? You can fail, who cares? It's, 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 not, it's, not that, it's not that complicated. It's if you've got something that you feel like works, then why can you not do it? I can't, I can't, I'm gone past the, 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 I don't even ask people now because they go, they're just like, oh, wow, think about it first. No, it's coming to my mind and it's still in my mind for an hour. It's something that I want to try and action. Is it easier to do, Tommy, now that you are, you know, you have a cushion? You know, because if you've got a cushion, it's easier to be impulsive and just be like, okay, I'm going to go with it. No, because then you're scared to lose it all. So when when's there, when you've got let, so if you've got nothing and you're making decisions, you're going to lose nothing. But if you've got millions, you're going to lose millions. Like, what one would you rather lose? Like, it's very hard to explain it to people until they've been there. Because people go, oh, what do you know? You've come from money, da, da, da. And I've come from zero. I grew up seeing my mum and dad argue weekly about money. And I used to walk from school to my mum's hairdressers to watch her on reception. I used to walk back, watch her clean someone's house as a side job. The man's house she used to clean was a accountant. And I used to sit there in his wardrobe, just dreaming. So when it comes down to this risk-taking feeling, when is the right time to make, take a risk? And how long are you going to sit there and think about it? Like, by the time you think about it, you end up talking yourself out of it. And I personally feel like that's like the... When people, are, so I'm different because I've ADHD, so I've been taught very different. But when you go to school, you're taught, this is the way you're going to do things and stuff like that. And you let people talk you out of things and people go, well, I'm going to do this. And they go, well, maybe that's a bit too much for now. Why? Why is it? So with people listening now, if they have a dream, you would say, just go and do it. Look, it gets a lot harder the older you get. And when you start having children, because that's when it really becomes like, you've got someone relying on you, you can't mess up. I'd still go for it, to be honest with you. I'm lucky I've got a good family. I can't speak on other per people's circumstances. I'm always blessed, always, because I, I had got given really good opportunities. From where I come from, ain't many people have been given the opportunity I got given. But I also done it with ADHD and couldn't read and write until two years ago or last year. So 
if you've got something you can't give a day without thinking about, go out and do it. So you couldn't read or write? Until last year. Until June last year. So what made you think this is the right time for, for me to do this and to conquer? Reading and writing. Yeah. No, it didn't happen like that. So I basically didn't understand why I couldn't have, I didn't have one content bone in my body. Like nothing was good enough for me. So you'd have the business, everything's, you know, TOWIE, fame, success, but there was still something I'm not missing. bothered about fame. I don't care about fame. I didn't do this for fame. I've done this for myself. I, I, I don't, I'm not bothered about fame one bit. So you had a void? Yep. And you thought, I want to just deal with this now? No, I basically nearly lost my family last year. Okay. Um, because it become harder and harder for me. And I really found it hard to express myself. And there'll come a point where being around people become really hard for me. I become a bit of a recluse, which I was never that person. But I went through a lot of trauma building this company. And when you get trauma, it brings things out of you. ADHD can be kept under wraps, but if you go through a certain amount of trauma, it can come out in you. But that's what I believe anyway. And I had a breakdown in 2018, stress breakdown, because I was going through some really crazy stuff. And I never was right after that. Stopped going out. I stopped seeing my friends. I didn't drink for four years. Didn't feel comfortable being in certain situations. And it just went on from there. I put a lot of weight on. I ended up being like 110 kilos, where that was a good few stone overweight for me. I got sciatica, couldn't walk. All of that just in one time just happened. And I basically becomes, I was so focused on what I was doing. Nothing else mattered. And when you've got kids, you've got to be two people. You've got to find balance. And I was going home from work and being stressed out and then the baby's crying was really affecting me. And I couldn't get my head around. I was like, the crying is actually making me feel like I'm going into a little ball. Someone was eating and they scratched their plate. It was like making my wisdom teeth hurt. And I was becoming really, really like angry off the back of small things. I found it really hard to listen to people as well. Because I was sort of got the mentality of, well, what do you know? I've done what I've done. You've done what you've done. You can't tell me nothing, which I know now is wrong. And me and my missus just couldn't get over certain things. We just kept arguing. And we went away. We made a really bad time away. And I'd already been getting like counselling and doing weekly chats with a, um, what's it called? Therapist. A therapist. And... I fancied myself in the therapy sessions, I would just make the woman like me. So I sort of didn't have to talk about what I was actually going through, but it was so uncomfortable because I'd wake up in the morning and I'd have like, well, the first noise I heard in the morning, it'd be in my head all day. So I'd actually, if I heard a song, it'd be in my head from when I woke up until when I went to sleep and it would be no stopping. Um, and I'd be talking to people. And then as I was talking, I'd be thinking about something else and then I would go to something else. I would be focusing on that cup instead of you, and then you, and then that, and then that light, and then it'd be like that. And I just got to the stage where you can't live like that. And I thought that it was me, and I thought that was going to be my life forever. I had the most money I'd ever had. Um, I had a son, a lovely house. But when I knew it was bad is when I just started buying things and then one day just selling it. So I'd have a dream car and I'd just sell it. I'd, I'd go, right, Georgia, we're buying a house in Spain. And I'd go to Spain, I'd buy it in the same day. And then people was like, you don't want to get no... And I was like, no, it's mine, I'm taking it. And then I thought that was just me. But then when me and Georgia went through some stuff, 
she wanted me to go and get assessed for ADHD, but I thought ADHD was just kids that was just couldn't sit still. Really, when you look into it, majority of addiction um, and mental health problems does stem from that. So I actually went and found a specialist and got tested for ADHD. And when I was there, I was just praying, thinking, please tell me there's something wrong with me so I can fix it. Please. I can't live like this no more. I don't know how I would, how long I would have lived, to be honest with you. And I was there and he told me mid-flow when I was there, like, he thought I had autism. And it also had the worst ADHD he'd ever seen. So off the back of that, I got medicated. And nah, I've never looked back because like, I was just born last year. And the day I took the, the tablets, I could read perfectly and write perfectly. So before that, when you had your businesses, you were just, did you have someone helping you? No. With, what about contracts or? No, just. Was it trust or just with? Sort of, yeah. And I got bit a lot by it because it was just too intense. I was just like, I should get it done. And I didn't want to bore people with keep getting help. So yeah, big deals, I'd have a lawyer, but not really. Uh, I'd put it through people sometimes, but no. Didn't have none of that. I mean, you've been on quite a journey, haven't you? And Yeah, that's probably about a quarter of it. If, yeah. If, like, just in the last two years, to be fair. But but yeah. looking well, looking back at your journey, yeah. Tommy, is there anything you would have done differently with your Never. businesses? Or No, there's nothing I'd do different in life, not businesses. Nothing. So the business are secondary, it's just your whole, you see it as one whole... Business is my life. It's part of my life. I, I don't work. I get up every day and I conquer. Whether it's business, whether it's fitness, whether it's being a dad, that's me. And I've made so many mistakes in my life and made a lot of bad mistakes, gone down a lot of bad routes I didn't have to go down. But I'm proud of myself now because I was against the odds. So yeah, you can say I had the show that piggy banked me there, but I turned up to my first meeting with Nat West. <laughs> And I put my feet up on the table. I was wearing gym stuff. I didn't know how to hold myself. Didn't have a clue. All I ever knew was like, where I come from. I didn't understand how to conduct myself. I didn't really know figures. Didn't know my times tables. So I'd be sitting with a bank manager and I'd just be not listening to a word he's saying the whole time. I'd be like that. So really, for me to get to where I'm now, even if I lost it all tomorrow, yeah, I've smashed it, innit? Because really, I was against the odds. I should never have been where I am today. I should never be sitting there. And the story's going to keep growing because I want to ask about your journey as an entrepreneur as well and how you've developed over the years. I mean, what have you learned specifically from running a business that you could share to help others? Going out there and getting that vision and just building on it is the most powerful thing you can do. But then try not to get an ego with it. If you can not get an ego, because ego is the enemy. If you can listen to people, you don't have to do what they say. But just take a little bit from what each person says, then you can do well for yourself. Second one would be, don't let anyone put you off for anything you want to do. Like, if I'd listened to people telling me things weren't going to work, I'd never have done it. I'd never have ever have done it. And then once you start, just don't stop. Do not stop. Once you get into that rhythm, do not stop. Don't think, look, because you earn some money, it's time to start going out and being the big I am because that is not how it works. Go out and just keep going until you can't give no more and enjoy the ride. You have to enjoy the ride because when you sit down and you talk about it, you've got to smile about it. Otherwise, it's going to be, it's not worth doing, is it? Mm. 
and I enjoy it every moment. Ups, downs, take it all. Thankful for everyone I met along the way. I'm thankful for where I'm going. This ain't even the start of what I am. I am literally building something which I personally feel like is a billion pound business in the next few years. Um, it's something completely different I've been working on. It's something that I've used all my ups and downs to, to fuel. And I get up every morning excited about it. And I can't go without thinking about it either. So it's, you're talking about another business, which we can't really go into, but you're always developing. Always. Is it, and is it with your development, you're thinking about businesses that connect with that as well? Yeah, it goes hand in hand. Because you, you, first you start off with the product, yeah? Then you start going, all right, we need to get the money. Then you start enjoying the money, more, more money. But then when you get to the point where you go, all right, what's the legacy here? The legacy for me is about helping people. So for me to be able to help people, I need to make sure that like, I've got successful businesses. And once you have that, that formula is the one. It's, it's the one. It's, it's when you know that it ain't just about earning money that you're going to pay tax on and then have a few nice things. It's about how can you make a foundation? How can you leave something? I don't want one because I've had one before and the numbers have gone from like that to that. And that's a very, very dark place when it happens. So I want bits and pieces all over the shop. I want people, I want to give opportunity everywhere. So for me, I'm so excited for everything that I'm doing at the moment. I feel like I'm back to being where I was when I first started when I was younger. But I've just got so much more knowledge. So that's another thing. Don't ever feel like you can't start again. Because that experience, it's the second time, is so much more powerful. So if you fail, don't worry, you're good. You can fail. But when you go around a second time and you understand more, wow, what a different journey. So you ain't got to keep asking people for things. You ain't got to wait on people. You can actually know what you're doing. And it's really hard to understand that because you always feel like your first business is that's it. Tell me, what are the pros and cons of being a business owner, in your opinion? Um, I'm surrounded by love. I've made so many mistakes that I know what to do and what not to do. And I've got the biggest blessing in the, on the planet, which is a kid. And if I didn't get this out of my system, I don't know where I would have been and would I have had what I've got? I'm not too sure. So don't take the, to the cons too serious. Yes, I wish I could probably, in the early days, did I miss a lot of my son? Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit upset about that. But when you're going out and getting it, you feel bad because you feel like you're neglecting your family. So that is a con because you think, yeah, we might be providing and they've got loads of money, but I ain't got the time to take them on holiday. Or I ain't got times to, what if I miss my little boy crawling or saying his first words? That's one of them things you've got to take. But I don't remember seeing my dad much. He was still my hero because I remember seeing him, I didn't see him in the morning and then I see him come home for 10 minutes. But try not to focus too much on the bad side of everything. Hmm. It's a journey. So one of the cons maybe is just finding that balance, making sure that, you know, you can still have a successful business, but also looking out for what you love and the people you love. Yeah, I feel like it's really hard. I'm going to be honest, y'all. I'm going through a time now where I've got the balance. But when I'm about to go where I'm about to go, no. You got, I have to accept that. There's not going to be the balance. I'm not going to be able to sit there and, and, and have breakfast with my little boy and take him to nursery and then go to work. It's not going to happen. It's not because I've got to make this happen. I have to make this happen. The, my next step is in me. I have to do it. So I can't, I've got to take the emotion away from it and spend every time my little boy, when we're together, amazing. I've had three months of him, me, him and my missus, best time of my life. 
But now, now I've got three months of really hard graft. And as much as he's going to make me really happy, if I was just with my little boy, it's going to make me really unhappy if I don't get this out of my head and put it onto paper and actually make it. So the balance there is working out whether you want it enough to be able to not see your family as much and go through what I'm about to go through when really financially I don't need to. I could retire tomorrow, really. That's the con I'd say. The pro is that I've got that get up and go to go and make this happen. And the con is I don't want to because I want to be around my family. But then there's that in-between where I've got to do it. There's no compromise. I have to do it. So I'm in the middle of the both. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I get it. If you could give some advice to your younger self, what would you say? Don't take life too seriously. You'll end up the same place. Do things that are natural to you. Get up in the morning. Don't forget why you're here. Do something which challenges you every day. Even if you're going to use a different hand to brush your teeth. If you used to use your right hand, use your left hand. And just give yourself something to like, work on. Don't slouch around. Just try and better yourself every day. And even if the odds are against you, just make sure you do it. There's nothing saying that you cannot do whatever you want in this planet. And up there is the thing that gets you it. And once you can believe in that, and as I said, Jamal Edwards, God rest his soul, was the one that first told me about self-belief. And I've used it so well. So yeah, if you're going to go out there and you need some advice, just, just don't stop on saying that you can't stop thinking about it. Never give up. Right, do you fancy some rapid fire questions? Go for it. Who is your business inspiration? Myself. What advice would you give your younger self? Don't take life too serious. What do you most enjoy about owning and running your business? Giving opportunities. One thing nobody's talking about in business that they should be? Mental wealth. Favourite business hack? Keep pushing. One tip on how you stay motivated during tough times or setbacks? Focus on the focus on what's in front of you. Where can people follow you online to know more about you and your businesses? Instagram. We'll put all your details out. Yeah, I don't really like plugging that. Please follow. No, I'll yeah. plug. Yeah, please follow Tommy. Yeah, yeah, don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just look for me. I'll do if, you, you. if you stumble across me, you stumble across me. No, you stay humble. But we'll put Tommy's details up. But you are really good online and. You put yourself out there. And I think that's one of the reasons why your business has done so well, because people just resonate with you and what you've been through. Thank you so much for being a guest on the NatWest Business Show today. Thank you. It's been amazing. Thank you for being so open as well. And to our listeners, thank you. Don't forget to hit follow and subscribe so you can keep up to date with the latest episodes with more wonderful stories from incredible people. Now, if today's episode with Tommy has got you thinking about going into business, head over to the NatWest website for tools and information to help you take those next steps to success. Success.